0: So yes, there are situations where if you think your movie needs to be longer and there's a reason for this and this, that's fine. But that said, doesn't need to be long, that long. Is it, is it benefiting the story or is it not? Or is it too much exposition, too much backstory, trying to tell a bigger story that you need to focus the film and focus the story, it is a short.
1: Welcome to Best and Best. I'm Leslie Lepage, the director of the LaFemme International Film Festival, and this is a podcast for people who are interested in advancing their career in television and film and learning the dirty little secrets of Hollywood. I am absolutely thrilled to have Daniel Soul, the co-director, co-founder of Holly Shorts Film Festival, on for today. He's a Cal State Northridge grad um, right in our backyard of L.A. as the podcast comes from beautiful, sunny Hollywood, California. The Holly Shorts Film Festival is born out of and is going into its 18th year. And uh, they also have screening, monthly screenings, which is amazing. But uh, Daniel was also the co founder of a content channel called Bit. Picks, which is and can be seen on Roku and Amazon Fire TV and Apple TV as well. And he is also the co-founder of the production company 88th Street. I am super, super happy to have him on the podcast. Welcome.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm very happy to be here. And um, yeah, it's very exciting. And uh, we met in the past, but obviously, you know, nice to reconnect, uh, you know, this way, of course, uh, in a sort of on the, the podcast slash recording slash Zoom world we're in now. <laughs> uh, happy to see you again.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So so I, I always start off, you know, trying to get the, the history of, of how entertainment sucked you in, how you became involved in entertainment. You're a, you know, a Northridge uh, grad. Did you study it there? Did you always have this passion?
0: Yeah, a little bit. Well, I'll take it a step, you know, back um, before that. So, so yeah, so uh, I think of most people, of course, the, the, we have an, an inclination towards the business, whether you love movies or just you like working on cameras, you, you love shooting f- photos, you love, you want to be a cinematographer, you want to direct, whatever that case may be. Um, for us, we, we did our home movie stuff, you know, we love making movies together, we love being together, uh, we, we had that love and passion for films, um, growing up in that. So going to the movies you know, two or three times a week with my dad. And, and Theo, who I started the festival with, we grew up together. So, you know, we had that love, you know, just a, a, as, as kids. Um, then the tying in the Hollywood part, my, my brother uh, is, is an actor, was a longtime actor, um, and he moved to Hollywood at a young age. And so he was in the business and learning it and, and doing that so living that. So we were living through him, he's seven years older than me. So we were always like, I'd call him every day, hey, how you doing? And I was in Florida at the time, I grew up in Miami. Um, though I have ties to Los Angeles. So that's also part of this. Uh, we, my mom was born in Los Angeles. My parents met in Los Angeles. So we always had LA was always sort of in the blood. We'd go to visit LA every year, We'd drive cross country from Miami to LA every summer. It's just, it was just, I knew eventually one day LA was where I was going to be. Um, so, so all those things in the pot, Alex had this little theater. He was doing his acting. He got us to move to LA. Hey, you got to come to LA. You got to go to college here. You got to do it. So I'm like, all right, going we're doing it so you finally have that choice that moment where you're like yeah I'm, I'm, I'm not in high school anymore now I can where am I gonna call where am I gonna go and I realized that quickly I, I want to work in the film business I want to learn the film business and I want to go to Los Angeles so it was like that was it it was one of those moments we were driving cross-country back from Los Angeles for my trip and I remember just had the light bulb thing you know I'm moving to LA and I turned to Theo I told him he was in this trip with us he came on this cross-country trip with my family and him. And I'm going to L.A. and I pronounce it to the car. and My mom's like, oh, no, you're not. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah I am. So, <laughs> so that was that. And then so that, that was the beginning of that. Then you get to L.A. and you quickly realize working in the business and going to film school at the time. Where, where do people have a chance to take their films? You're doing these shorts. You're working in the business. You're trying to make a name for yourself. What festivals and where do you go? And I just felt like we were getting a lot of people asking us to do events. And so, well, let me take it a quick step back. My brother had a theater in East Hollywood. So this is where it all started, uh, the space theater off Heliotrope in Melrose and, you know, near the city college and, and he would do plays there. And, you know, little, little just, you know, off sort of off Broadway style 40 seat theater, um, it was amazing. And he did shows there four times a year, um, repertory theater and, and he had the space, so we would do shows there. We would do these little one-off plays. We would do just my birthday party was there. We would get together there all the time. We would help him with his plays. We put on our own stuff, so we were already starting to do that with events. We were doing these little. We did a, a comedy, a stand-up comedy thing where we got some comedians together and did like a little stand-up comedy night. And we were just doing these events and things, and, and just we loved that. We just fell in love with that. And then we realized what was needing with being at film school, seeing the process of how that all worked with where you, when you're done with your film, where do you go? What do you do? So it was that thing. It was that kind of all brewing and Theo was in the marketing world and the PR marketing. That's what he studied. He wanted to obviously get into doing more of that and, and getting into that. And I wanted to do a festival and an event. We had film filmmaker friends and actor friends that were Hey, you know, I have this film. I have this, I need to screen it. Where do I go? What do I do? So all that mixed in together. We just, we decided one day we had a conversation. We said, we should do a film festival. We should do it. And, and he was just like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so we just had this conversation, this phone call, the faithful phone call, right? Cause now, now we're here all just, it was just from a phone call there that, that moment. Cause we did events and we grew up together. We were obviously talking all the time, but it was that moment. Okay. What do we call it? What do we do? And then we had to just put the wheels in motion, but he had the theater. So we had a place to start, right? Cause we had, we were still, I was still in college. He just finished college. No money, no idea what we were really doing. We just know we had a, a love for it. We love for events. We We love movies. We wanted to get filmmakers and creatives together. And we just we just felt like it was just time to start something and try something. We felt looking at the landscape, there was a need for it. So we said, we gotta give it a shot. So that all just sort of, you know, that's just how it started and began. So then from there, we did it. So we talked to my brother, said, hey, we need a theater, what do we do? And then that's just, you know, he let us use the space. I think it was 200 bucks for the weekend. He gave us two days. He looked like Look, there's no show. There's no meetings there. There was a, they had NA meetings and stuff that would happen on the weekends at the theater. he rented out to the, to the meetings. And he says nothing going on. So you got it. So I'm like, all right. Well, we got a space now. So let's get a projector. Let's figure out what films we're going to show. Let's do a call for entries, and let, let's go. So it was. Uh, that was the beginning. That was the just the, the inception of it all. <laughs> and here we still are.
1: You know, it sounds familiar. It sounds like the inception for mine. I'm sitting around uh, with a bunch of girls uh, at at Sundance, going, you know, there's not a lot of product out there that's being screened by female, you know, film filmmakers let's do something. And just off the cuff, I said, let's create a film festival. So, you know, it comes from that need of, we've got to solve something to support our own, right? Our own addiction of making films.
0: Yeah. You got to, you know, that's one thing about LA, you got to make in LA, as you know, you have to just, it's either you be about it or you're not about it. Like you have to do it. You have to do stuff. People don't wait for you to do anything. No one cares. You have to make something happen. You have to take initiative if you want to do that. If you feel that's what you want to do, and you feel there's a need, you gotta just do it. There's no one doing anything for you, and it was like, hey, let's make this happen. Like you said, hey, there's not enough female filmmakers getting this love and getting these screenings. Let's do that. Okay, then you do it, and you you made it happen. So like that, that's what that's L.A. That's just you gotta you know in the business in Hollywood, you gotta just you gotta push your own doors down. And you gotta just make things
1: happen if you want to try to make it happen. So exactly. I mean, I, I when I was in my uh, college, we needed some place to screen, and I said, well, let's pull like eight of the short filmmakers stuff together and host a event and you know and so out of that you know came that necessity to get that product seen get that product out there now you're going into your 18th year uh no you're going into is this your 18th or 19th year this is your 18th year okay so so 2022 will be your 18th yep because 2022 will be my 18th as well so we're we're graduating high school (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see when you say that. It just makes it's like oh, oh my gosh. It just makes you feel like I see all the grades I'm seeing here. Right?
1: It's
0: uh, you know, it's it's pretty weird. It's pretty weird because again, I grew up with a lot of the people we were involved with with the festival because not everyone that's still involved with this was from the beginning inception, but many are or will or were, and of course Theo is. Theo and I started this together, and 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 we brought Nicole on after about year four or five, year four. So, but I've known, I hadn't met Nicole at that time. We didn't know Nicole as as children. I grew up with Theo, so we've known each other so long, you know, to think we've gone through this journey of life, all this, to think we went through high school together, we were in high school together, we played high school basketball together, did shows at the school together, the plays, all the things, and all the silly short movies we were doing, all the films we were making, you know, my mom, four in the morning, waking my parents up, like all this stuff. And now you fast forward 18 years later and just, it's, it's weird to put the 18 on it. It, it. And I'm thinking of the terms of high school, graduating. It's bit, yeah,
1: we're graduating, it it man. Crazy we're crazy. graduating high school. <laughs> all over yeah, again. Well,
0: yeah, all over again.
1: <laughs> um, well, let's talk, let's talk about, um, you know, the, the ma- you have the main festival and then you've got, um, well, let's talk about the monthly screenings. So what is your focus on the monthly screenings? You know, what are you looking for? What's your process? Let's talk about that.
0: Yeah, so the monthly screenings uh, were sort of uh, started. It's been a little while now because I think year three or four is when we started doing them. We're, again, my brother's theater. So we were we, we sort of graduated from his theater space for the festival. We went to Cinespace, and then we, we made our way over to Sunset Lemley 5 when it was Lemley. Now, of course, it's AMC. It's been through some transformations. Um, but we were still to start the monthly screenings off, we needed somewhere to go. So we went back to his theater. So we still had the projector set up there. We said, Hey, well, we can still use the theater sometimes once a month, do these little screenings to get something going. We felt we had so many films we loved You know, the submissions were growing year one. We had literally 23 movies and we only had like 30 submissions. I mean, it was like, we almost showed almost everything we got. It was not much of a choice. There wasn't much we had at our disposal. It was just the beginning. Who are we? You know, that kind of thing. Then as the year one to two to three to four, and we had a huge spike in submissions as we were growing in the, in the better venues and just the word about them, whatever. We had a lot of films we loved that were submitted that we couldn't program. We were only doing at the time two, three days and stuff. So we, we didn't have the time to program everything. So we felt, okay, we like this movie, we like this movie, we really enjoy these films, we want to give them a chance. Let's, let's set up a separate showcase and do monthly screenings to keep this going year-round. The, the festival model of doing something once a year is tough, especially in the business sense. I mean, you're doing something once a year for a window of whatever it is, two, five, ten days. And then, and then you're done for the whole year and come back around a whole year later, we felt we wanted to keep in touch with the community, do more that way. So we just felt we got to do some monthly, monthly screenings and keep that going and showcase these other films that whether they came to us separately uh, didn't want to submit or compete and say, hey, I want to just showcase this cool film I have. Okay, well, we can do that. So it's not competitive. It's uh, obviously we have like the audience vote situation and that kind of, so that is in, in some sense a competition thing, right? But not not in the literal sense of, uh, of, of juried and all that stuff and awards and Oscars and all those kind of things. So we wanted to make a showcase. So that's that was the goal. So we were doing it then, but it was monthly, but it wasn't really... We weren't consistently every month like it is now. We were you know, we were like, okay, we call it monthly. We were doing it like once every two months or sometimes three months. It depends on schedules and whatnot. And, and then it get, got more consistent as time went on. We got to different venues, Echo Park Film Center, and we finally made our way to consistently be at the Chinese Theater year-round with the festival and the monthlies. So that was just the growth process over time. But we really wanted to just give... The filmmakers a chance to showcase their work, those who we couldn't quite, couldn't quite make the cut of the festival, because there's so many great submissions, and we just couldn't screen them sometimes, whether it's runtime issues, or, you know, programming theme stuff that just didn't fit, and we ran out of time, or whatever the case, we felt it was a chance to still showcase those films, because we really enjoyed them, and didn't want to just say, okay, well, that's that, we want to still have a relationship with the filmmakers, still so showcase their work, and so that's sort of how that came to be, but that was, yeah, like year three or so when we started, but we've been doing it now consistently ever since. And now we, now we are essentially every month outside of, the, of course, the festival in and, and the summertime and all that. We take off around it. Um, but, yeah, so that, that's, the, that's the, the goal of it. Is it's more of a showcase platform for filmmakers. So it's less of, of, of uh, always about theme and genre. Now, at times, we'll do things based on, you know, okay, February, Valentine's Day, things like that, October, horror, Halloween. You know, so we'll theme things around timing of certain months that may fit a month um and things like that but yeah as a whole it's more of a showcase of films we really enjoy whether we couldn't quite program them in the festival or just to be also they submitted to us separately because like hey i want to showcase my film i don't want to necessarily compete i just want to showcase a film and get a screening things like that so that's where that's the idea behind that
1: right now the main festival is in august so talk about that for those that may not be familiar and are listening into the podcast on your um day-to-day lineup like what you are offering what you do for the film filmmakers etc
0: yeah so the festival is going back to august this year where the plan is to go back to our usual august dates and we do are now 10 days um so we're going to go back to our 10 day slate of august 11th to 20th uh, of 2022 um last few years because of covid we moved things around a bit last year we were the 23rd of september to october 1st which we cut down a day so we were nine days we went up to september to give ourselves time to plan it because we went back to in person so we were in person this year In person, we didn't know what to expect. So we were like, well, we got to figure things out here. We need a little more time to plan the stuff for COVID and and, and safety protocols and what we're going to put in place and where we're going to be and all these kind of things that are going into events nowadays in 2020 through 2020. Now, (laughs) you know, it's like we're in this place of everything since March 2020. It's like all changed. Um, So we gave ourselves a little more time and moved it up. But now we're going back. The plan is to go back to August. Um, So the festival will plan to be normally as 10 days. Um, We have our big opening night that night. Yeah. 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 And in-person, we're back to in-person now. Um, we were in this 2021 edition. We were back in-person. Uh, well, we do hybrid. We have virtual, With the, you mentioned BitPix. We, we had uh, offerings of uh, virtual panels that were virtual only um, for international audiences. Just people who couldn't attend, things like that. Of course, showcasing the films after they screen in-person. We would do a 24-hour window of first in-person and showcase them online for a window of time. Um, so we had that.
1: And in 2022, are you going to carry that virtual element over? Okay, so you'll always so you'll have the virtual element plus the in-person.
0: Yeah, I feel it's, it's just worth it. It seems that it makes sense to offer both. It just now become a thing where everyone kind of expects it now as well. Like it's a new thing, but at first it was necessity, right? Like, of course, 2020, we had a virtual only thing where our edition 2020 was virtual only. So that became a thing where people understood you can screen online how to do it. We was all learning curve of what that all meant, so how, how to handle it and, and all that stuff. Um, but then once we figured some of that out, the mechanisms, the platforms and things, and what we can do with it with our own platform and how it works and, and what we can, what's our capacity, we felt it's best to do both, right? Like if someone wants to see some great panels, we were recording them live, put them live stream on there so people can see and watch from all over the world. You know, a filmmaker that has a film in the festival could make it from, say, France or something. They now can at least participate in a way that gives them more engagement and gives them a chance to learn from those panels and watch it live or recorded and come in and do some Zoom chats with other creatives. Like there's just ways to do things that way that it now sort of, I think it's one of those things that's gonna stay. It's, 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 it, I think it's gonna stay around with festivals. Uh, the virtual element mixed in with in-person, the hybrid as everyone's calling um, calling it now. I think that makes sense because you're offering both sides. You can offer a global audience the chance to participate if they cannot attend for any reason, travel or whatnot. And then, of course, still have the in-person experience, which is, of course, vital because of the theatrical experience. To see the movies and share on the big screen is still, still number one in our book. And it to me, it's number one always. So the virtual thing, while nice, you got to be in, in, in a theater. It just that's the that experience, that shared experience, is something you can't replicate for a filmmaker. Um, but yeah, so, so the day to day is opening night. Usually, we do our opening night on Thursday. That first Thursday of the festival, so August 11th, will be our opening night. Big red carpet. Big press, big attendance. You generally have two screens going in the TCO Chinese. So we have capacity could be up around a thousand people depending on if it's sold out or whatever. Um, and we just, we you know, have a big show, of world premiere films, high profile films and really, really great films. We feel we feel just fit the lineup to, to showcase for overnight for that big first night and a big after party and all that stuff. And then from there, it's just kicked off to the rest of the day It's it's full days. It's five programs a day, sometimes even six for the midnight show. If we have a midnight show, certain nights, of course, like a Saturday night, we only do like one or two midnights. We don't want to do too many. Um, but throughout the festival, it's five programs a day from noon to up to midnight. And those shows are just running different, various short films of different genres based on theme and day. What fits, of course, Friday night, we'll have horror films and things like that. And certain days, certain themes and things of, of, we like to cover a lot of genres. So we'll have romance films and comedy and drama horror, thriller, sci-fi across the gamut of short content and short films. We want to have that. So and documentary animation, of course, um, yeah, and in family films in the mornings, things like that, or daytime. Um, so yeah, so it's, the, it's a general mix of films throughout the whole 10 days. Um, films do show just one time, so there will be all the different films that showcase whenever they showcase at their slotted times. Um, and then we have after parties every evening, and then of course the, the panels and conference concurrent with the films that are happening during the festival. So you have a chance to take in some great panels and meet really cool panelists and, and see different topics and, and, and people in the, in the business and industry speak. So um, it's panels, it's films, it's parties, all mixed into those ten days, of course, capped off with the awards in the last night, um, the big awards ceremony, and uh, we had last year at Harmony Gold. Uh, we'll see what happens next year, where where we go if we stay there or not. But um, but you know we'll see. But um, but yeah, that's that's the the last night of the awards, and we recognize all our winners and have a nice fun time and celebrate. yeah, that's that's the sort of layout of the of the ten days.
1: Um. So what do you guys look for that you or what are the do's and don'ts that you can tell filmmakers? that are, oh my God, consistent things don't do this and consistent things do this. Like what's your lay of the land? What are you looking for from filmmakers when submitting to you?
0: Yeah, I think first 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 thing is, um, you know, filmmakers have to focus on telling their, their story and making their film. Um, and that's sort of a broad stroke or generic to a sense. But what I mean is we get these asked this question, of course, and as you do as well, like, this is a question you come across all the time uh, and you're asking me this question now, like, uh, you know, we're a festival that does look at the films in a, in a broader sense. We, we do. So we're not focusing, we're not a niche. We're not a comedy fest or a horror festival. So we're not just looking at, okay, my, your film is a comedy. We only want horror movies. This doesn't work. It's not a horror movie. Sorry. It's not that we, we, we do cross the genre gambit. So th- that's not a concern or saying, Hey, don't submit your film. If it's this, 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 because we will probably touch on it. We try to have a pretty broad, broad range of international countries represented, themes and stories and things like that. So that part is is fine. But what I'm, you got to filmmakers have to tell their story, not try to focus on. Hey, I'm going to make this movie to get into this, this, this to get into Hollywood. Shows, to get into this. you shouldn't make your movie around what uh, run time for a festival. Hey, I'm mean, going to cut my movie down to 15 minutes because that's better or something, or that's what your festival wants, or. That That is not really ideal. I don't think that's the right way to go. That's not something filmmakers should focus on. You need to tell your story in the way it needs to be told. Um, that said, there are concerns of runtime and things that, 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 that do come up. But that is, to, let me take that a step back. We've had films that won the festival that are you know 30-plus minutes that have won the grand prize. So this idea that, oh, a film's too long, it's not going to win, it can't compete or get in and all this, in that sense, it's just not true. Now, that said there are less movies that can make the festival at that runtime. So yes, there are situations where if you think your movie needs to be longer and there's a reason for this and this, that's fine. But that said, doesn't need to be long that long. Is it, is it benefiting the story or is it not? Or is it too much exposition, too much backstory trying to tell a bigger story that you need to focus the film and focus the story. It is a short, not a feature. So it does kind of go both ways of, as I'm saying this and also saying that, but (laughs) it does goes both ways. But um, you know, it's while filmmakers need to focus on their story, you also do have to consider does certain scenes or material in the story need to be need to be added in or does it need to be told? Because you know, we are dealing with shorts. This is what we showcase our it's four hundred shorts or so, ten days, but it is shorts. The feature stuff is out of competition or special showcase alumni things. It's not part of the competition, so it's all short films essentially. Um in making shorts, too too many Filmmakers, I do think, focus in on trying to tell a bigger story in one film and focus in. We've had some of the best shorts we've ever had are extremely focused stories that are completely simple, very simplistic, but extremely well told, very powerful, hitting home to telling the story you need to tell, whether it's the impact of the story, whether it's just very funny in, in, in nature because it's a, it's a comedic short and it's a one note, but it needs to tell that and do that well. Those those films can be very successful with, with our festival, but others. Um, you know, so yeah, I guess I gave a little bit of a long-winded answer there, but some of that, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, that's one thing. And, and another pet peeve thing just to throw up for advice of our, what to do or not do is the, is the focus of, uh, is, is credits. It, it, it's the credits thing is, is in our opinion, uh, uh, most major festivals globally, um, you know, don't care for shorts with lengthy credit sequences and things like that opening credit sequences are just not advised. I think are just a bad, a bad choice or mistake. Um, programmers don't want to see it. There's not much time. To, you're programming a bunch of films together. We're not showcasing one film only. You're showcasing anywhere from five to 15 movies, depending on runtime and things. You know, you know, as you know, seeing all the films, you're watching all these films and you're programming. You don't want to see a long, lengthy opening sequence of credits that's not impacting the audience, not telling the story. You, you have to tell the story in a very fa- faster, in a fast way. You're, you're telling a short, you're 15 minutes, you need to get into your story. Get into the story faster, not get into, especially the sequences that feel like they're a feature film. You know, like there are, you know, the feature film format of a, you have lots of credits and you're, you're panning through a house and seeing the story of the family, maybe opening something, a Home Alone, or where it's going into seeing the house and and they're telling you're telling some of the story throughout that, but that's a two hour movie or I did not, well, you know, maybe an hour and a half or whatever, but that's not necessary for a short that's 10 minutes long where the credits, we see it all the time, a 10 minute movie and the credits are three minutes, four minutes. Of the opening sequence, and the movie's only eight, nine minutes long. You've already gone through half your runtime. That makes no sense. It just doesn't, that is just not going to work. And many programmers or festivals will just, they'll be, and i imagine probably Sundance and stuff, they, they might, I don't know if they even watch. They, they might turn that off. I, I don't know their process. I don't know. But they have to watch 10,000 shorts and they're programming 60. You know, I don't know. So that's something to consider. That's really important. But yeah, let me stop now rambled
1: on a bit yeah no is don't kill them on the credits. no don't kill them on the credits you totally get that so how does your programming selection process work um do you have committees you want to talk about that
0: yeah, yeah. so so we have um a review team of i don't know the exact number but it's, at least, it's over 20 people maybe even 30 um give or take that review films and we have our weekly to bi-weekly calls right now we're doing a more two three weeks i mean we're way long we're way long out we're not even at the f- amount of films yet and in, 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 we're in august so When we get more to it, like into the spring, we really, it's weekly calls, catch up on what you saw. We assign the films out. What needs to be rewatched? Why? Going over your favorites with every single reviewer. We watch our stuff. Oversee. During that process, I'm just watching films as well. Just like We're just watching, but also overseeing, hey, watch this one, whatever they suggest to me that I need to watch and see. You know, or films that, you know, I I wasn't sure you should watch this because I'm not sure, this kind of thing. Or just films that are just home runs or even films that are also the other side. Conversely, very poorly rated. We'll double check that because some reviewers may, you know, maybe it's, uh, you wonder sometimes like, okay, is it, is it too harsh or, you know, you know what I mean? Like if we are going on a one through 10 curve, so someone's giving something a one, like, why is this a one? So, you know, like we'll double check the, the lower end as well, as well as the top end. Um, and just to go through that process throughout the whole year, just watching films and having these calls and going over all the material to go through all the films. Once we get through all of the films, At that point, now it's okay, what films are automatically in that we feel are just that strong, that are are just must haves? And then from there, where would they go? And then what's, and then sort of filling in, now you're sort of filling in the puzzle of okay, we have this many programs. We know we have this many programs, this many days. This is how long we have this theater for. And we're going to work off of okay, what do we need from XYZ programs? Okay, so far I've seen a lot of this. I haven't seen enough of these. I want to double check these films because we need more of this genre. You know, and just going through all the normal genres we like to cover and program, mixed in with what have, we, what, have we, what have we seen? Because every year there's a new wave of thinking that kind of comes our way, which is cool on a programming side of just seeing the world cinema with all these submissions, you're seeing what individuals are making and what the creative world is sort of thinking. So it's pretty cool to see what's out there. You know, where does that fall in line with what needs to be shown? Whether it's systematic stuff of uh, things that are going on in the world, you know, globally with different political things or whatnot, um, and all of the, all those things. So it's, it's sort of a putting everything in the pot and saying what fits where and also what do we have as far as the scoring. We look at it from a standpoint of if you score a certain amount and higher, you have a chance to be shown again. If you, don't, if you score too low, we reviewed it twice, film's not there, it's not going to make it, it will end up being rejected. Once those films that are scored generally from the one to ten scoring system it's anywhere from seven to eight and above we're going to want to watch those again for sure and then at least have a two to three you know if, uh, at least be watched two to three times uh and end up being watched by myself as well to say hey this is this needs to move on this is for sure in. this is something i don't know if it will make it maybe this is better for the monthly screenings and we'll put this aside and say let's let's give that a chance there and it won't make it on to the competition because in the end it's last year anywhere from the range of, I don't know what we'll get this year, but let's say five to 6,000 shorts potentially submitted um, for 400 or so, 400 is a round number, it's a roundabout number, but 400 or so films, depending on the, the if we're going back to 10 days and staying there and all the things with the program. So yeah, so that's what we're looking at. So percentage wise, we know, okay, well, this is how many we have a chance to program. So that's where it becomes, because even the films we love are like, wow, you know, I really love, but sometimes it's just, it's tough to it's just, it's just, we're running out of room with how much we can show theatrically um in, in the theater setting with a schedule and so that, that becomes a challenge but that's, that's some of the process there
1: right so so let's say a uh short doesn't make the cut uh for the actual you know annual festival but it still stands out but for whatever reason just maybe wasn't that good or or with the given content that year to make that cut do you take that and offer them the monthly screening? Do you go, hey, listen, we, we'd like you to be in the monthly screening because we couldn't quite get you in there for whatever reasons?
0: Yeah, so that, that's how it's become part of the sort of process. We look at what films from the submission pool are going to make it in and they're going to make it in, of course, get accepted. And then, and then the next wave is what films would we like to look at for the monthly screenings and offer them that. So there is this, a, a an email sent to that so saying, hey, we let everyone know, hey, listen your film didn't quite make the cut and you get in, unfortunately, but the good news is we would like to program it at a monthly screening at a future date. Of course, we don't know the full slate of the year of what we're showing yet. So we just notified that way of like, hey, let's circle back. Here's the link to fill out information. So we have your info so we can follow up later so we can get back to that. And it's gotten in the a lot of films. So we're still going through films from a few years ago still. Like, hey, this is the one we want to show. It, it's it's just, it's tough. We're trying to show as much as or all we can if possible, but it's something that's become essentially kind of impossible. But we're trying to, that, that's the hope and goal is always we really enjoy this 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 film, this film. Okay, well, let's offer them that chance to follow up with that and say, hey, look, this is what we want to try to do with your film. We still want to showcase it, but it'll be at a monthly screening at a future date and that kind of thing. For the films we consider for that and would like to do that. If it's not that then it, and, it, and it won't make it and it's not something we want to consider for that, then, then it just will get the, the other rejection and be told that we could not like that.
1: So what is your advice on, um, especially since you are seeing such a volume of short content, what is your like nut and bolt advice, besides the credit, extensive credit rolls in the front, that you can give new filmmakers making shorts, either shorts that are proof of concept or just standalone shorts. What is your advice to them on what you feel uh, is a is a must have in in that short to not only get into your festival, but to really have a chance at getting into festivals worldwide.
0: Yeah, I think a, b- a big focus needs to be on on really harnessing in on that story. Um, it, if if the story is is too convoluted, too long, and too long in the sense of again not telling the the the, the full story, telling other stories, really getting. And then we see this a lot because it feels like at times some of, whether it's the newer filmmakers, student filmmakers or just not to say it's just that because it could be any range of filmmaker that that maybe they have made as many films or they're just they're just learning as they go. Because every film you make, you're always for everyone, even the, even the greatest filmmakers in the world. They're always learning the craft as they go, every film they make. So it's always something to take different from another film they've seen, from another film they've worked on, what they've done themselves. The, 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 the need to tell too much into one story we see it a lot where it's just, you're liking a film, you're into it. And then it it, it veers off path of where the story was. And it is now telling a different story. And now it feels like it's a feature film story crammed into trying to cram as much as they can into 20 minutes, like feeling like the feeling, it seems like at times that the filmmakers trying to showcase so many different things in once, like as this, if this, this is your last film or something, or your only film or your one chance. And it, What I would always say is it's just not, this is not, this is this film you're making, but you're going to make other films. There will be another film. This is the first of many, whether it's five, 10, 20, 50, it's the first of other films. So tell that story. Don't try to showcase too many shots and skill sets and storylines. And you know, Oh, I really love this performance by this actor in this one scene that was just a great monologue and went on and then they're holding on to something that is sticking away from the actual story. From the effectiveness of the story to where we feel we can program it comfortably and feel like this is this is something we need to have or must get in. You know, like that's, we see that time and time again where you like something, because again, the, the margin is tough. So we're looking at it like we have to really, really love the film. For one, we have to really think this is so strong. We want to watch it and say this is just, this is in. We, some of our past winners and films we really love, we knew when you first saw it. First five minutes, you're like, wow, this is fantastic. I can tell. And it doesn't let, it doesn't let you down. You know, it just, it just hooks you in. It's great. The story is complete. The ending works for you and all the things that are there are there. The performance elements, the editing, cinematography, all that. But there are some many films that you feel that way to start. And there's some moments you're like, okay, I, I, I'm liking this. I see where this is going. I, I I'm, I'm seeing that there's good care here, good production value, good cinematography, all the things. And then whether it's the ending is not there and it just falls flat, you know, there's stuff that maybe maybe there's production elements they couldn't get to and things, so made it more challenging, and so they couldn't make the film the way they wanted to. But outside of that, there is uh, it seems to be uh, oftentimes, uh, I think a big issue we see with a lot of shorts is is two things. It's one, it's it's that need to try to tell so much of your story and so many stories and style, cinematography, shots, showcasing what they can do as directors, all these things into one movie. And and that makes it a convoluted film where you're not telling a uh, a romance comedy. Now now the film deviates into you know a darker drama, dramata and then maybe all of a sudden it goes into this and there's other storylines that don't that don't work towards the actual opening 5 minute sequence. Things like that. Like you just it just feels like that happens a lot. And then two would be unfortunately sometimes there's just there's many stories that are told out there that are um are I guess there's just repetitive stories, whether it's a bit more generic or stories that that are relatable, but too relatable. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah. Over and over again. We are like, this is and unfortunately now you might have watched uh, even in the same day. You can sit down for reviewing. We used to get together for our weekly stuff. We would do it that way. Now we just watch all the time. But we would just do our once a week thing. We get together and you watch 75 movies in a day or something. We watch a lot hundreds of times all day. We watch it Someone We pick a place, Theo's house, my house, whoever's house, one of the reviewers. We're going to your house today. And we're there all day, all together talking about the films. It was great, but you'd have this thing was oddly all the theme is the same. Like you'd watch fifteen movies that are like the same storyline, and it's like crazy. Like it's like wow, it's weird how that would even happen. But also because there are films that are being told that way, that's what's happening, right? That's the story. These are the stories and films that are coming your way, Um, and yeah, there there are too many films that are that are told in a I guess generic sense, um, safe. I guess like more they're, they're trying to tell a certain story that maybe it's relatable to them, but it's almost too relatable. Are they taking any chances? Are they trying to stand out in any way? Is the filmmaking, is shot selection, taking any chances? Whether it's makeup stuff, effects, casting, different things uh, you know, that go with that, right? There's, there's, okay, the casting people are close to them as friends, so maybe those performances aren't strong enough. That's gonna affect you if, if the film is interesting or the writing's kind of maybe good or funny or something, but then the actors aren't really up to par you can't. You're competing now on a global level with all these films and all these great films from all over the world. With the amount of submissions that are out there, amount of great films that are out there, it's, it's, it becomes hard. And now, you, now you're notching your points down, and it becomes it gets to a point where you feel like, okay, we don't feel like we can program this anymore. It's not going to be up to that same bar. The bar is is now a certain height. So, you know. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, two last questions. Um... Do when you are seeing this, if let's say the acting is really good and the directing's really good, but the production value not so good. I mean, are you looking for the perfect storm or production value? If it's not, you know, at best quality, if the acting and the storyline and the direction is really good, it gets in.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's that's a that's a good question because it, it is there is sort of which is the one that's that's most important. You know, because at times there are some films that the production value is just is just absolutely fantastic. Everything's there and everything's there. You know, they spent a lot of money. You know, the money spent, whether it's favors or not, it would have been this much or it is this much. So, you know, you could tell, like, all right, this is going to be a uh, six figure budget short and things like that. You see, that, like, this is clearly that. And then, yeah, the, the story is flat, whether it's just dull, not well written, not much goes on with the story. That's that interesting and then, yeah, even the performances aren't very good. You're like, wow, this all this money spent, and all this look. Clearly, there's really good cinematography, good, good camera work. So there's there's craft here. They understand how to to make a production work. But yeah, there's all these faults. Doesn't work. I mean, you know, I, yeah, it doesn't work. But we are kind of looking for the perfect storm now at this point. I guess I guess I can say it, to be honest, because it is it's different now because it is the amount of films versus what gets in. And what's what's available to us, and it it has changed. Where so sort of the, the bar has risen to a certain degree. So, yeah. Now before, so
1: perfect story. Not the same. Yeah. Before maybe yeah. maybe you might have made some exceptions, but yeah, but
0: there, there was more exceptions. There's more exceptions made because we had the room to do that, and we still have room because we are in a place where we're not Sundance, where we're showing 50 movies out of all these submissions, where it's a bit absurd. It's like well, that's 0.001 percent or something. We're not doing that. So 400 is still a big number. There's still 10 days, a lot of days. So there's still a lot of time to program lots of different films. So where we're okay to be runtime, that's why I mentioned runtime thing. We're not as concerned. We don't have like, Oh, if this is 30 minutes, we can't do anything with it. We have plenty of programs and time to fit films of certain needs. So it can still be okay. We have the time that said, it's still a small percentage of that 400 is still a percentage of this many thousands. So a lot of films, a lot of themes, a lot of stories. So it becomes, it's still not a very, it's so hard. So with that, we're looking for a lot of that perfect storm. And I would say, you know, I guess yeah. it's tough because production value is very important in the sense that we have to be able to showcase a film theatrically in a, in a Chinese theater in that setting that, that is up to par professionally, right? So there is that element does matter a ton in a sense. But also, yeah, you want to see great acting and performance. In, you know, in story, you need that. If, if those things are there, it's great. If that's not there, because if it looks pretty, it's not there. It needs to be there. People need to feel like, wow, this, this is an amazing film. I really enjoyed this experience watching this in this theater. And, and also we're presenting this to an audience in Hollywood. So we're, we're inviting executives and agents and everyone's coming to see these films and put a spotlight on these movies and say, hey, these are the people you need to know. These are creatives you need to know and you need to see their work. Whether to sign them or whatever the case may be, that, so it needs to be that. you know. But yeah, it is a different bar now. But I would say early on. It, it was it was a mixture I think because there were some films that had the production value that we really loved that were like we gave a pass to some things and there was the other side I remember some films specifically I'm thinking of now in like year five and six and seven that the performance and the comedy and the writing was just so great but yeah the production value was low it was the comedy and it was just done more I guess you you know more YouTube style or not not as well in that way but it was these, these, uh, some of the films I'm thinking of now, like they're, they're, they were hilar- they're hilarious. They're a great film. The acting was great. The writing is fantastic. So I'm like, yeah, that, that you, you pass on. And even still now, that, I guess that that would hold up more. I guess if I want to pick one, I'd say, yeah, the story, performance, and writing and acting, all those things. If that's there and it can really shine through, and particularly in, in the comedy sense, of course, because that's where comedy is, is funny. It's funny and great. If it's not funny, comedy's the hardest to do. So if the comedy's working, the comedy's working. And all the other stuff can can sort of fall a bit, and that's okay because you're looking at it. Hey, this really was very enjoyable and entertaining, and the audience will love it, and all those kind of things. So I would lean towards, I guess, that over the just well produced. You no, know, you know.
1: Last question, perfect. Last question is in one sentence: What's a dirty little secret that you have learned through your path in the entertainment industry that you can share with us? That you go, gosh, if I had known that,
0: damn, that's a good one. I gotta think of a second. That's a What's the best way? That's a hmm. Well, I guess what keeps coming to mind is something that I always say. is, is something i that you know, you know, no one. Would, I'm trying to. Yeah, I mean, that's what I say all the time. No one cares, right? And what I mean by no one cares is you have to make people care. No one, no one cares if you, even if your movie is good. No one cares. You have to make people care about your work, your product. You have to, so it's not enough to just say, hey, I'm going to showcase my film at a festival. It's showing there. Everyone's going to love my movie because it's just good. And that's great. Okay, well, are you there? Are you networking? Are you around it? Are you talking about it? Are you talking it up? Are you meeting people that enjoy your movies? They said, hey, I want to talk because all the time they come up to me, hey, where's the filmmaker from this film? This film, I really love that. was great. Where, Where is that person? And I'm like, well, I saw them over here. They're over there. I think they're over here. I'll let them know. Let's put you guys together. But if you're not there, they'll say, well, you're not here. So, you know what I mean? Like, and as you run a festival, you know, like, you got to be there. And obviously we're saying this as we run festivals, so we're gonna obviously inherently, you know, but you do need to, you need to make people care about your, your, your movie, show the passion because nobody cares. Nobody cares.
1: I think that's perfect. I think that's a great piece of advice because... They don't understand. They think, oh, I'm so special. And you are, but you got to make them care. So that's great. I want to thank you for coming on Best and Fest. I very much appreciate um, you. We've been listening to Daniel Soul, who's the co-founder, co-director of Holly Short's Film Festival here in Los Angeles. I want to thank you. And for those uh, that want to see the video component, you can do so on the LaFemme Film Festival YouTube channel, and make sure you write to us, uh, you rank us, you rate us on iTunes. You can listen to this podcast everywhere. Daniel, shout out your uh, website for those that want to go on and apply and submit their short and shout out your socials.
0: Uh, Our social media is at Holly Shorts, simple enough. (laughs) So at Holly Shorts for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, all that good stuff. And then our website is, is hollyshorts.com. So everything is there. That said, we're, of course, uh, on Film Freeway, and we are now taking submissions exclusively on Film Freeway. So uh, our screenplay contests, our films, our festival uh, are all on Film Freeway. Um, and, uh, yeah, just uh, that would be just you know filmfreeway.com, so Holly Film Festival. So we're there, and also our website. So, yeah, that's where that's you'll find us.
1: Daniel, thank you, and we are out. Best in Fest.